We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back to the Irish Breakdown Podcast. Ryan Roberts, Director of Recruiting here at IrishBreakdown.com, bringing you all another Recruiting Extra 2025 edition that you all should keep on a lookout as we move closer and closer to Notre Dame taking on the Clemson Tigers on the road this weekend, 12 o'clock Eastern Time on Saturday. wanted to bring you all just... A little glimpse into some thoughts that have been kind of working through my mind and some tidbits that I think are important to just kind of consider moving forward for Notre Dame recruiting. First section of this podcast, I'm going to talk about the recruiting relevance that is needed this weekend for Notre Dame, not only for the simple fact of you'll be on national television against Clemson, a program that has been a very good recruiting team and a program that has national brands, even though they're coming into this game limping a little bit with a four and four overall record, Clemson is still a name that recruits know. And as they've grown up, and this is crazy to say just what kind of the age differences, but as they've grown up, they have seen the birth of the Clemson, the best time in Clemson history from a consistency perspective, you know, with the Taj Boyd to the Sean Watson to Trevor Lawrence era. That was what this group of recruits grew up with they have as long as they can remember because again we're talking about 15 16 17 18 year olds all they can remember is Clemson being this type of power being up there in the conversations with the Alabamas and the Georgias of the world and the Ohio States Clemson has a lot of state power so we will talk about what a big performance that Clemson could mean but examine it from the recruiting perspective I also want to talk a little bit about 2025 defensive back recruiting and more talk about the versatility of the top targets on the board and how that flexibility, I think, could make several different combinations make a lot of sense at the University of Notre Dame in 2025. I don't think it's strictly boundary corner, field corner, boundary safety, field safety. I think that we have multiple players, just about everyone that's on the board and is a serious target for Notre Dame, a player that they're pushing for, 
that could potentially play multiple positions. So I want to talk about that versatility and what that could mean for Notre Dame as far as different combinations that you could see in the 2025 class. And I also want to talk about tight end recruiting a little bit of a more wider scope. Obviously, with the news of the ACL tear to Mitchell Evans, a lot of people are asking how that affects tight end recruiting in 2024 and 2025. Uh, just a little bit of a sneak peek. I don't think it does. And I think that there is a there's conceptually some people are calling this a little bit of a tight end dilemma in the recruiting side of things. And I just want us to kind of take a different uh, different look at it because I don't think it's a dilemma at all. I think Notre Dame is in a great spot, obviously, working through the 2024 and 2025 class. So that's on tap for today. Make sure you hit that like button, subscribe to the podcast, notification bell. If you're listening to me on any and all of your favorite podcast platforms, five-star reviews are always very much appreciated. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So I'm going to start us off with Clemson. Like I said, Notre Dame is going to be playing the Clemson Tigers this weekend, 12 o'clock noon Eastern time on Saturday, seven and two Notre Dame coming into the game, taking on four and four Clemson Tiger team. And of course, on the, just the, the surface level, Notre Dame should win this football game. They are the better football team as of today than Clemson, who has had their struggles offensively which has also hurt kind of their scoring defense. I mean, they have a really good defense, but they're still getting up 21 points a game, mostly because the offense has just been stagnant and very inconsistent throughout the season. So Clemson has some things that they need to figure out. They have some question marks. They have some warts is the best way to put it. So Notre Dame has a competitive advantage this weekend, and I think that Notre Dame, I, I don't know this, I I don't think this, I know this, that Notre Dame is the favorite coming into this game, despite being on the road, in Clemson Stadium, where there's a massive home field advantage no matter what time of day you play, Notre Dame is still three-point favorites going into a hostile environment, which I think speaks volumes to where Notre Dame is trending and where Clemson's trending. I think it says a lot. Now, we have, we have been talking and we will continue to talk all week about 
what this means for the 2023 version of Notre Dame team and what this means for the program in general working into the future. But as the recruiting director here at Irish Breakdown, I wanted to give you guys another different scope of why this matters and what the importance is here. And I really think it starts out with, on the surface level again, that Clemson has a name, they have a branding, and there are recruits that Notre Dame and Clemson are always going to be pushing for, right? We have seen recruiting battles over the years. Clemson has won a lot. Notre Dame has won some, especially more in recent years. And those battles back and forth, I think anytime you get a head-to-head battle between two football teams that are in those types of battles and those type of wars, I think that that matters for recruits, seeing where both teams are going. And if a, a kid is considering Clemson, for instance, in the 2025 class, let's say, and Notre Dame is able to handily beat them and move to 8-2 and two on the season and drop a Clemson team to 4-5, and five, that is going to have some relevance. That is going to have some stay power in the mind of a recruit. It's not necessarily going to be the de facto decision, the only part of the decision that is made, but I do think it matters. I, I think it 100% does matter. So that's kind of the first part. But I really wanted to take this conversation to a little bit of a demographic geography perspective. Clemson, a South Carolina program, is a Southern school. I feel like most of the time when we talk about Southeast and the Southern schools, most people's mind, and understandably so, go to Southeastern Conference, the SEC. It goes to Alabama. It goes to Georgia. It goes to Florida. It goes to those types of programs that have had a big, you know, consistent approach in recruiting because we know a lot of great football players come from the Southeast. A lot of great players come from Florida. A lot of them come from Georgia. The Alabama is improving year by year to put out even more talent. The Carolinas have put out a lot of talent, both North and South Carolina. The SEC, the Southeast, is a hotbed for future college and NFL talents, which is why a big reason why I think that we've seen the college football dominated by Southeastern schools, especially in recent years with what Alabama was able to do and then transition down to what Georgia's doing. I think that's a big reason. You keep those talented kids at home. And so for a shift to happen, I think that Notre Dame, a big thing they need to do is to beat some of the Southeast schools and to show that Great football players can come up to South Bend, Indiana and flourish. And it will not be quite as prominent if Notre is, is if Notre Dame goes down to Georgia and wins a football game against the defend, two-time defending national champions, but them beating Clemson at Clemson. Because we have to remember last year, the 35-14 beatdown of Clemson was a great victory. It was a dominant victory. You run for over 260 yards, but that was still in Notre Dame Stadium which I think for the outside perspective, outside of the Notre Dame fandom stream, people look at that and say, well, they had a home field advantage. They were at home. They were comfortable. They beat a good football team, but they did it in their comforts. And I believe that seeing it firsthand at a Southern school like Clemson would have prevalence across college football 
And I think that it would send, I don't want to say shockwaves, because we're not talking about a vintage Clemson team. We're not talking about Notre Dame coming in and Clemson's 9-0 and or 8-1, and contending for ACC and a national championship. It's not that team right now. But with the brand that is still attached to Clemson, with the successes that they've had over the years, over the last 10 years, I believe that Notre Dame has a massive, massive opportunity to go down to South Carolina and showcase their skills in an environment that maybe some players are not as willing to just give Notre Dame a fair look and a fair shake at their recruitment. So you're able to go down there and show that your impact could be beyond the north but beyond the midwest beyond the north you have stay power amongst sec caliber and southeastern caliber football teams that get a lot of talent from that hotbed i also believe that twofold here in the 2024 and 2025 class notre dame has gotten a whole lot more traction in the carolinas specifically in north carolina but I know that they would also like to get some get some footing in South Carolina more consistently. And obviously, that is a very easy translation to if you beat the top school in South Carolina from a branding perspective, that South Carolina kids, North Carolina kids, kids from the Carolinas in general, might take a deeper look at Notre Dame. Because you have in the 2024 class now, Bryce Young, you have Micah Gilbert, you have Jack Larson. You're trying to get Nandiak Boko out of that cl- out of the cl- out of the state as well. That's currently committed to Georgia. You have had some success in North Carolina, and I think beating a Clemson will continue to allow you to do that, right? Because now more of those kids from the Carolinas are going to look at Notre Dame as a reasonable destination that they want to go to. The next part is in 2025 now. Notre Dame has made a tremendous impact in the Southeast so far. Of their seven commits, they currently have two commits from the state of Florida, running back Justin Thurman, defensive tackle Davion Dixon, who was actually the first player to commit to Notre Dame in the 2025 class. You also have C.J. May, very talented edge rusher out of the state of Alabama. You have running back Justin Thurman, who is a very talented running back out of the state of Arkansas. And you have a potential five-star caliber quarterback in Deuce Knight, who hails from Loosedale, Mississippi. The start that Notre Dame has had on that recruiting trail and in, in 2025 in that area has been something to watch, folks. Something that I know they wanted to try to do, but I wasn't sure they would be able to accomplish as easily as they have. They have really sold the vision to those players to want to be a part of this program. Five out of your seven commits in the 2025 are from the South. And in, again, in order to continue that trajectory, to continue that momentum, beating a team like Clemson can do a lot for you. And with the next set of recruits, it could again have stay power. And you've heard me say that multiple times. I want to continue to reiterate it. You want to be able to not only impact it occasionally, you want to be able to go in there and battle with some of those Southern schools, with some of those Southern programs. And when you look at the players that you currently have on the board, if you're Notre Dame, Louisiana running back, James Simon, 
Georgia offensive tackle Josh Petty. North Carolina defensive end Isaiah Campbell. North Carolina defensive end Bryce Davis. Florida IMG Academy linebackers Nathaniel Owusu-Botang. Gavin Nix. Virginia linebacker Brett Clatterball. Florida defensive back Dallas Golden. Georgia defensive back Devin Williams. North Carolina safety Jadon Blair. You are recruiting and are on the top board for you for a lot of kids in the South, a lot of kids in the Southeast, which again, impacts of a victory over Clemson, I think could go a long way to showing those kids, you can come out to South Bend, Indiana. You don't have to be scared. Don't have to be afraid of the cold. You don't have to be afraid of not competing. You can compete there, play a national schedule, play Southern schools, play Western schools, play Midwest schools, and be able to really improve your brand as a football player, your development as a football player, and potentially win a national championship. I think that's on the line this week. Not fully on the line, because then after that, it will be the next game against a school like that. If you're able to play an Alabama in a bowl game, for instance, let's say, a, a, a LSU in a bowl game, let's say, I think that that continues that momentum, but I think things could really kick off here. So Notre Dame against Clemson, big game from a recruiting perspective. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The next thing I wanted to speak about was the secondary recruiting in 2025. Of course, this means corners, this means safeties. So even could mean some kids that might play nickel long term at Notre Dame. It's an Im potentially impressive class, is how I would put it. I think that Notre Dame's in Really good spots with several top safeties on the board. I think that they were in a very good spot with several top corners on the board. Mike Mickens, of course, has recruited his tail off over the last few years, and I expect him to continue to do so. Chris O'Leary, the safeties coach for Notre Dame, has to has to really have a great class in 2025 because obviously he has a lot of mixed results and a lot more negative than positive so far in his brief career as a position coach at Notre Dame. So it's a big year in 2025. And people keep asking about ideal classes in 2025, and I, I do have my ideal class. I'll be honest. I, there is a set of five defensive backs that if I were the staff, that would be the players that I would push for. Now, we have a very good understanding right now as far as who are the players that Notre Dame is pushing for a corner, who are the players that they're pushing for at safety. But I don't think that it is as easy as this is the list. This is the combination they want. These are secondary options. I think there's a lot of options on the board right now for Notre Dame. 
because I think that the versatility that this class brings in 2025 presents a lot of different combinations. There's not a player on this board that I'm going to list right now and that Notre Dame's pushing for that I consider a one-position player. I consider all these kids players that could play multiple spots potentially for Notre Dame on the next level. I think that starts with Dallas Golden, who's a star cornerback out of Berkeley Prep in the state of Florida. Some people list him as an athlete. Some people list him as a safety. Some people list him as a corner. Notre Dame likes him as a cornerback, potentially, as of right now. But the reason that people list him at so many different spots is because he's such a versatile football player. He plays running back, mostly in high school. I think that he has loose hips and explosiveness where he could definitely play outside corner. I think that he could be a boundary corner as he develops technique and obviously the nuance of playing the cornerback position, a spot that he plays, but he doesn't play a ton of as of right now, just because he's such an offensive star. I think he could definitely play to the fields because I think he's a natural football player. I think he's got really good instincts and he's very fluid. And I think he's explosive in space as well. He could play to the fields. I even believe that Dallas Golden with his physical style and his body type that I think could add a substantial amount of weight. I think this kid could be, a safety on the next level as well. Now, I don't think there's necessarily a reason to move him to safety because I think his movement skills and his body type will be perfect as an outside corner, but he has the possibility, which I think is big time for Notre Dame. I also think that Cree Thomas, star cornerback out of Brophy Prep in the state of Arizona, is another player that you have versatility on the back end to play multiple spots because if you watched his film as a sophomore, was playing outside corner, a lot of great plays in zone, a really instinctive football player, good ball skills. But if you fast forward to his junior film in 2023, Cree Thomas is now playing safety for both Brophy Prep. And he looks pretty dang comfortable, guys, and pretty dang good at it. And honestly, I could see him playing field corner on the next level. I could see him playing a true free safety type, more of a boundary safety that's going to get rotated to the middle of the field. I could even see him with his movement skills and his abilities to play zone at times as well to be a nickel corner. I think that Creed Thomas could play multiple spots in the secondary and play multiple spots well, not just stand there and just be a, you know, take up space. I think he legitimately plays at multiple spots on the next level. I just spoke to Ethan Long who's a very good safety out of the state of Connecticut, New Brunswick, um, sorry, New, New Brunswick, that's in New Jersey, Brunswick School, who is six foot two, 180 pounds. This is a young man that if you talk to him and ask him, what positionally role-wise do teams see you as at the next level? Some schools like him as a true middle-of-the-field free safety that can range over top. Some like him more as a field type safety, a strong safety that can rotate down into the box, into the alley. Others like him as a rover potentially, because they think that his body might continue to grow and he might be able to be that guy that can play man to man in the nickel on the next level as well. There is a lot of things that you can do with an Ethan long, not as big or as, as with the bigger reputation as Kyle Hamilton, but I feel similarly to the fact that he can do a lot of things like Kyle Hamilton could do. Kyle Hamilton could go into man-to-man against bigger wide receivers and bigger tight ends in the slot. He could work to the middle of the field. He could work down into the box because of the length and the athleticism that his body type brought to the table. And I think Ethan Long brings a lot of those same things. I mean, this young man is going to be 6'2", 
200 plus pounds and be able to maintain that flexibility and that movement skills where I think that he can do a lot of things for defense. I also believe that Notre Dame has three corners that I would say on the board right now can not only play outside corner, but I think they could also play nickel on the next level. They are Max, Max, Mark Zachary, excuse me, out of Ben Davis in Indianapolis, Indiana. Kevin Humes, who's out of St. Francis Academy in Baltimore, Maryland, and Devin Williams, who's out of Buford in Buford, Georgia. All the players are incredibly athletic, really good uh, short area, twitchy, twitched up players, but all a little bit of smaller body types. Mark Zachary is about 5'11", 180 pounds. Kevin Humes is about 5'10", 165 pounds. And Devin Williams is about 5'11", 165, 170 pounds as well. But they all have incredible short area quickness. I think they can all play field corner. I think they can move inside the nickel. If you pop on Ben Davis film in the 2023 season so far, they also have Mark Zachary playing safety a ton. So another, another three players where I, I think personally, it's already happening in the NFL, but I think eventually what's going to happen in college, because usually those things mirror ones usually starts a trend and the other follows. I think that eventually the nickel position and the outside corner position are going to be a lot more interchangeable. We, you know, we really, we really kind of separate those two positions right now. You know, a guy's a nickel, a guy's an outside corner. I think those lines are going to be very blurred in the future. And I think we're seeing it on the next level with guys like Jair Alexander, for instance, that it, depending on the body type and the, and the matchup, he can follow a guy inside. He can stay outside. He can play multiple spots and just kind of be an interchangeable piece outside and in. And I think that all three of those players, Mark Zachary, Kevin Humes, and Devin Williams, can all do both of those, but both of that work. I think that they can work outside. I think they can work inside. The interchangeableness, I think, is a really intriguing thing kind of moving forward. Two safeties on the board that I think could also do a lot of different things in different ways. One is Trey McNutt, who's out of the state of Ohio, six foot, 180 pounds. Depending what's what what recruiting service you look at. Trey McNutt's listed as an athlete, a corner, or a safety. Notre Dame likes him as a safety, but I could see him legitimately being an outside corner on the next level. I could see him definitely being a nickel on the next level, and I could see him playing a safety position. And I think that that's why he is so highly coveted because of that simple fact. I, I don't think there's a single football team out there that looks at a Trey McNutt and says, you are just one thing. Because I, I think that's a disservice to his skill set. He's a player that I could see playing man-to-man -man in the slot, them rotating back to the middle of the field. I could see him playing outside corner in certain situations and certain defensive schemes. Trey McNutt is, an, is arguably one of the most diverse players on the board, not only for Notre Dame, but just in general this year in the 2025 recruiting class. Another big safety that I think offers a lot of upside to playing multiple spots, similar to what Ethan Long brings, is Jadon Blair, who is a six foot four. 180-pound safety out of Mount Tabor in the state of North Carolina. If you want to talk Kyle Hamilton, this is your Kyle Hamilton-ish clone. 6'4", 180. He's going to be well over 200 pounds when all is said and done. But this kid is a rangy, free safety type. They can play middle of the field. He can rotate down the box. I don't know if he's ever going to quite be a rover because I personally just think that he's too athletic to take off the third level consistently. Like I want to keep him out there because I think his range is fantastic, but he could play field safety. He could play boundary safety because of the length and the athleticism and the twitch that this kid brings to the table. I think that he can do a lot of things for defense. So I, I think it's a great dilemma to have folks. I mean, there's, there's a legitimate conversation of 
Do you take two safeties? Do you take two corners? Do you take three safeties? Do you take three corners? And I don't think there's necessarily a wrong answer because you can make so many different combinations in the 2025 class make sense. You can really make it make sense. So I'm excited about what this class has to offer so far in the 2025 class on the defensive backfield. Last thing I wanted to talk about, a little bit more of a quicker conversation, tight end dilemma. Is there a tight end dilemma? We've heard this. Nate Roberts decommits in the 2025 class. You get James Flanagan in the 2025 class. You already have Jack Larson in the 2024 class. But where does that second tight end come in? And I think that a lot of this dilemma talk is coming from the Carter Nelson situation. Of course, he is out of Ainsworth, Nebraska, currently committed to Nebraska. He visited for the USC game a couple of weeks ago. And there's kind of been a back and forth feeling on Carter Nelson, whether he'll end up in the class or he won't. I would say as of right now, it's a little bit more likely that he doesn't end up with the Irish, but Notre Dame is still battling and they're still obviously trying to make that switch happen, make that decommitment and that flip happen, which I wouldn't be surprised if it happens. Wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't happen. But the question I think the dilemma comes in is what do they do next? Is there a 2024 tight end that you can jump on quickly and get him down the stretch? Is there a 2025 kid that you really like? Is there multiple 2025 kids that you really like? And I'm here to tell you guys, take a step back. It's Notre Dame for one. The tight end position is always going to be in good shape. Trust me. It's always going to be in good shape. Even the guys that Notre Dame isn't incredibly excited, or Notre Dame fans aren't incredibly excited about, like a Cooper Flanagan, for instance, caught a touchdown on Saturday. I mean, they're recruiting really good tight ends. I mean, right now, Mitchell Evans, Holton Stace, Eli Raritan, Cooper Flanagan. That's a really good tight end room moving forward, man. You're going to get Jack Larson in 2025 cl- 2024 class. Excuse me. So it's not a dilemma. It's just about which really good tight end ends up as the next guy, and potentially with James Flanagan and with Jack Larson. Is that Carter Nelson in the 2024 class? It's possible. But there are answers, I think, in the 2025 class. I think the easiest answer right now is Lincoln Cure, who's out of Goodland, Kansas, six foot six, 220 pounds, by one platform. He's now rated as number two tight end in the country and a top 50 overall recruit, one of the big risers. If you look at his sophomore season, he only had like three receptions all year. He has made a massive jump as a junior, and the offers have followed for sure. Now he's being recruited by some of the top schools in the country overall. He visited Notre Dame for the USC game, which is where he was extended his offer. And I think that if Notre Dame pushes there, if they're not able to get it, Carter Nelson, I think they'll end up having a good opportunity at getting a Lincoln cure. But luckily, if you strike out on both, let's say, you, we were, I mean, guys, we're sitting here in November 2023 talking about 2025 recruiting potentially. Notre Dame has a chance to recover and recover quickly and get a second tight end in 2025. It's not a dilemma. Stop being pessimistic. It'll be all right. What if there's a position that we should not worry about at the at the University of Notre Dame, it's tight ends. They're, they are tight end you for, for a reason, right? So it'll be okay. It's not a tight end dilemma. It's just a tight end opportunity. I want to thank you all for listening to the Recruiting Extra this week. Make sure you hit that like button, subscribe to the podcast. Five-star reviews are very much appreciated on any and all of your favorite podcast platforms. I'll be back next week for another Recruiting Extra here on the Irish Breakdown Podcast.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.